You're listening to You Had to Be There, a dark comedy podcast about death, dying, and what comes next. Our show features disturbing and potentially offensive content, so it may not be appropriate for listeners under the age of 18. Crude and explicit language is a guarantee. For a heads up on touchy subjects, trigger warnings for survivors, and minute markers for skipping the ugly parts, pause here to check the episode description before jumping in. If you do need to skip this week's discussion, we totally understand. Don't forget to check in next time, and if you're good to go, it's time for the shit show. And we're recording. Yes, actively, actively recording. Oh, recording is happening. That's, this is a new feel. What is this? <laughs> I, uh, I'm completely unfamiliar with this sensation. What are we doing right now? Uh, what? This is, it's a, a, a cod past. Uh, really? Is that what this I feel like is? that's what it's called. It's, it's, a uh, it's cod past because it's, because because you, you fish casting pods because no, like you, that... you you fish you fish for ideas right so like that's I'm, I'm pretty sure hello Maybe. and welcome to movie phone <laughs> if you know the name of the podcast that hasn't launched an episode in eight months press one god has it really been eight months so here's the thing i was looking at the um the launch dates on some of our older episodes and there's a a few from february and then all of a sudden there's one from may but that can't possibly be accurate because by may the world was on fire and none of us were okay well so that's not possible well, no, because uh, the one from May would have been the um, Judith Barcy Barcy episode. Yeah, yeah, that. And we didn't really have to record anything for me to do that because we had already done it like months prior. Yeah. Well, that's fair, I guess. We were just pretending that the world wasn't on fire. Yeah. Oh, how naive we were. I mean, I saw it coming. Well, um, hey, so welcome back to the shit show. Um, Yay. it's been a minute, <laughs> and uh, two. yeah, and we have kind of the same like cop out explanations that I think you expect. Um, the world caught fire, and it caught fire hard and fast, and we were not immune to the fallout. And uh, yeah, so although in my defense, I was harassing her for many weeks. Oh, well, yeah, and I uh, I wasn't about it because see what had happened was um, we were, you know, feeling like we were on top of the world back in late February and early March, and, um, and then the COVID started COVIDing all over the place, and even before it, the mask culture emerged, and even before, like, all the mandates to wear masks in public or at work or whatever... Um, I got laid off because fuck me. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, so that was in like the middle of March. I got laid off and predictably I wasn't super cool about it. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. So, and it stayed that way for three solid months. I was just stuck inside while the world burned just beyond the doorway and uh, my roommate and my boyfriend continued to go to work because neither of their jobs were as directly threatened as mine was. I guess they're, like, essential or something. And, uh, yeah, I just stayed inside and wallowed in my misery for three months before finally rejoining the workforce in, uh, in June. So about three months ago. So that's what I've been doing. So we had three months to actually do stuff, but in actuality, we just did not. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't do anything. I see those people on TikTok who are like, you know, quarantine crafts and quarantine this and quarantine that. And I'm like, how do you even have the humanity left to get out of the bed and crochet something? What is happening? That's, yeah, legit. So, but we're back. Um, kind of. Our mental health has not actually recovered. We're just, you know, we're just back. Well, I mean, to be fair, our mental health is fucked before yeah. COVID happened. But it definitely, so. uh, definitely took a significantly bigger hit after I lost my health insurance and everything went to shit. Legit. So that was a thing. Um, Kimmy, you didn't lose your job. You're still jobbing. I am still jobbing, yes. But things changed for you at work with the 
wasn't there a while where you got to work from home or something um so when it first started the ass end of march because you know georgia's a piece of shit state and we were like the very last ones to be like ah, oh, maybe we shouldn't be going out in public right now um so like at the ass end of march work was finally like okay we're gonna shut down for a little bit um so like all our line workers and shit they got to take some weeks off the rest of us had to work home work from home for a couple of weeks and then we had like 99 percent of the month of april to just dig off and do whatever we wanted um and then we opened back up in may and since then i have been working half from home so like i'll go in in the morning and then come home and work the rest of the day at home well that sounds nice well i mean i i don't i want work to like realize that hey i'm trying to do my fucking job but also i don't want to be here because i don't want to die yeah um i'm fortunate enough that i got hired by a place that is taking the pandemic very seriously um we're all we're all always wearing our masks so religiously that uh to a point where because I'm not the only new person who joined the staff in June. There was like a wave of new people because the store actually uh, closed temporarily for something like 74 days and then reopened right before I was hired. And not everybody from the original, uh, you know, uh, crew came back. So there was this, uh, (laughs) there were these few weeks where we never saw each other with our masks off and then every so often like we'd catch one another like you know out back on like a smoke or a vape break or like when i'm in my office i have my mask off if i'm alone and they would stop and we'd look at each other like i've never seen the lower 60 percent of your face (laughs) i didn't think that that's what it was gonna look like oh it's funny yeah so i mean like at work we're we're taking it all really seriously like throughout the month well the ass end of april um a couple of our inspectors would go in and like start putting up plastic sheets basically between all the desks and in the the production lines and just a bunch of fucking shit so there's like plastic everywhere i've got like plastic sheeting around my desk i tried to get them to install like a soundproof box and they weren't about it (laughs) uh (laughs) i don't know why i think it would have been perfect but um yeah, so there's, like, plastic everywhere. It reminds me of the end of E.T. <laughs> when E.T. is being, you know, molested. Uh-huh. But, um, so that's happening. Everybody's required to wear masks um, to and from your car. Um, the cafeteria, I think, just recently opened back up. Terrible decision, if you ask me, but whatever. Um well, at least you have Smoke an actual breaks. cafeteria. Like, we just have a kitchenette, and it's just, you know, we only two of us can be in there at a time. So, like, you'll go mm-hmm. you'll go to, like, go in there and grab something from the fridge, and there'll be two people in there, and it's like, oh, God! And you just got to, like, stand on the threshold and wait for somebody to swap places with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, there are a lot of things at work have changed, but also there are some things that people are still trying to do that they did before the pandemic. And like, I feel like I'm the only one that notices them and thinks that maybe it's a bad idea. So like before the pandemic happened, one or two departments would always fucking bring in food for everybody. Like, Oh look, we've got cupcakes today or Oh look donuts. And like, I see this table by their fucking area with cupcakes all the time i'm like do you guys really want to be like grabbing food where other people are also grabbing food oh yeah we've we've gotten really uh really rigid about it so like people will still bring in um things that they bought because there's a health food store next door um they'll buy things from over there and bring them in and they'll like put these notes on them that are like um you know free for everybody to take but wash your hands first (laughs) (laughs) or like uh people kept you know we had already been in the habit or i shouldn't say we because i wasn't there before the pandemic but the staff had already been in the habit of like if you know you're drinking something and you don't want it to get warm while you're out on the floor working 
and you can't take a sip, you put it in the fridge and come back for it later. So people's just like Starbucks and Dunkin' and whatever would just be sitting in there. And somebody posted a note on the fridge that was like, look here, you guys. You need to not be incubating your saliva-covered straws in this refrigerator. This is a refrigerator, not a Petri dish. No more open containers or, like, no more containers where the part that your body touched are exposed to the open air inside the refrigerator. So now when we go to put, like, our our half-consumed coffee in there, we have to put it in a plastic bag and, like, tie it off on top. Right. Just to like prove, like I'm trying. It's just, I'm doing my best. I know. I mean, I love that everybody's taking it so seriously, and like we've got you know PPE available for both ourselves and the customers. We're making sure we don't go above a certain body count. We're really, you know, hammering it into our customers that they need to be wearing the masks over the nose, please. Indeed. But um, it's. I mean, the staff. We're really about it we're being really careful the customers are not because i don't know if you have been outside recently kimmy but people <laughs> are not cool that's yes it's big that i i said to somebody the other day that and just i wanted to say at some point before we went off on this immediate tangent that <laughs> at no point in the body of this episode are we going to get too political um, human issues are up for grabs because there are certain things that are being made political that are not. They're human issues. But actual politics are not going to have a space in this conversation. But I will say that I said to someone recently that we thought that the results of the 2016 presidential election were the great equalizer when it came to really understanding the people that you know. Like, it really ironically took like peeled the mask away from a lot of people and showed them for who and what they really were so we thought Mm -hmm. that we thought that 2016 was the great equalizer that that made it so that we really had to start picking and choosing the people that we kept in our lives but i think that this pandemic has put that you know that phenomenon just to shame because something about something about being asked politely to endure a minor inconvenience for the health and safety of others has made 80% of the world insane. Um, I think, I think that is an over-exaggeration. It's probably because I'm mad, but you know, I mean, that's, I, I get it. That's fair. So I'm going to interrupt our current tangent because I feel like a, we haven't, you know, introduced the show. And also, um, we haven't actually explained what this particular episode's going to be about, and I think maybe we should do that. Okay, well, this uh, this is a proof-of-life broadcast. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's um, we're alive, we have been the whole time, we haven't abandoned Debatable. you, or <laughs> we haven't abandoned you or the project we still want to do this. This is still something that's really important to us. It's just that um, everything that has happened has has taken an insurmountable toll on our mental health and our day to day. Not not to say, I'm I've I'm definitely luckier than other people for whom the pandemic has actually upended their lives to the point that it cannot be salvaged. But it it doesn't mean that I I don't know I haven't felt the effects. Um, but we're back and we're trying to be, you know, officially like capital B back. This is not going to be a story oriented episode. This is just a freeform discussion of what has happened, why it happened, what we're going to do going forward and kind of giving you, um, a general mission statement about, about where we stand and how we feel. So that's what this is. Yes. Yes. That what she said yeah (laughs) i do have can confirm i do have some bullet points to kind of keep us on on task um they're really freeform and all over the place so this isn't going to be nearly as rigid or structured as i think maybe people have gotten to accustomed to me trying to be um and also because i don't maybe going forward that's just not going to be how things are maybe i'm just not going to be a rigidly bullet pointed person because the inside of my head is not organized for that kind of shit but uh 
first of all, in preparing for doing this, I went back through our existing catalog and re-listened to everything from episode five forward. And I started with episode five because I believe it to be the first episode where we're really like in our groove. Like we're, it's the point at which we divide our confused anymore. Yeah. It's the point at which I really feel like we separated ourselves, ourselves from the, uh, from the missteps of the, the previous four episodes, which, which were rough for a few reasons. I mean, we had just started, we, we had a few audio issues. Um, we had some scheduling issues and then I, I take this totally on myself. I, I was trying to make the format into something that wasn't necessarily podcast friendly. Um, so that one's my fault and you can hear it in the first four episodes that I, you can hear how much I'm trying to do something that really wasn't fitting to what we were trying to do. Um, Kimmy has been largely the same person the entire time. <laughs> so the, the, the onus of blame. I maintain my you know? zero fucks. That's right. So, <laughs> But I started episode five and listened forward. And there are just a few things that, that I want to say. And I'll take breaths in between so that you can weigh in. Because we have not discussed any of this before this. This is all live. This is completely raw. Kimmy has no fucking idea what I'm going to say. Not a single clue. I didn't even prepare for this. I'm just flying blind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is a party for me. So, I mean, uh, the, the heading on this piece of paper that I wrote in pink roller gel ink is, <laughs> I know, it just says, uh, <laughs> brand new disclaimers in all capital letters. And I just, uh, I wanted to start with touching on how we have thus far handled the idea and the concept of cultural sensitivity and um, and everything that falls underneath that umbrella. And the reason that I think that's necessary is because, especially in our very earliest episodes, we're talking to you guys like we're already friends. We're talking to you guys like we've known you forever and there's no reason to thoroughly explain where we're coming from. We're kind of, we're the benefit of the doubt is really heavy-handed. Um, and I think that we did that with the purest of intentions, but as I was listening and doing my best to be an objective third party who had never met us and knew nothing about us and had no pre-existing information, as I listened, I realized some of the things, some of the things that we said or the way that we said some things could easily have been filed under the word problematic. Okay, so look though, I'm gonna interrupt you right there. From the beginning, we've been talking about how we're incredibly insensitive and how we we discuss these things with a very blase attitude because that's how we handle these situations. Oh, or like that's not topics. even what I meant. You're super right, oh. and that's that's my second okay. bullet point. So you're already jumping ahead. I got uh, you. Because fam. what I mean, and Kimmy's right, like the whole the point of you know jumping ahead for a few seconds, just the point of keeping it light, is because that's how we um, digest and process the really tragic things that we discuss. But that's not what I mean. I mean, literal cultural insensitivity. So I chose to use um, an example um, only because it was sort of the most glaring that I could think of that would make the most sense in this context. And I chose to use the Skinwalker episode as an example. And I use it. No, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) I use it as an example. Kimmy's an asshole, guys. Only because, only because if you don't know us and you don't understand us and you don't have all of the information, then I think it's, it's easy to look at uh, discussions like that, like really lackadaisical discussions like that and think, um, you know, look at these two white bitches talking about a culture that they can't possibly understand. Herp-a-derp-a-derp-a-derp. But it's, and that's, that is a a fair assessment if you have no other context, but (laughs) We, um, and I'm not about to, I'm not going to come out of left field with some shit like, uh, we talk about Melody a lot in that episode and Melody (laughs) is a Native American woman. So we have, our our bullshit has been thoroughly co-signed, you know, but that's, that's not what I mean. I just, uh, when we talk about things that are very obviously rooted in a culture or a background or something that we don't have any of our own actual physical genetic ties to 
we're doing it because it exists, not because we think that we are the executive source of information on it. Um, and you guys are more than welcome to clap back and be like, actually, because I think that a well-educated and well-researched actually comment is really fun to read and really fun to interact with. Legit. So if at any point in our pre-existing catalog, it's, it seems like, uh, we didn't try hard enough where we were trying to, I don't know, cash in on something that didn't necessarily feel like it belonged to us. None of that was done with nefarious intent. Mostly um, just laziness, especially if it was one of my my bits. Because, like, <laughs> I, I prepare those stories in, like, two days. Like, we're going to say things that we end up realizing later are incorrect. And that's not because we didn't try. It's because, you know, sometimes, you know, you look into something, you learn about something, and then you're like, oh, well, this is, this is what's true about that. And then you come back a month later and you're like, oh, fuck, there was more? Like... So, wasn't, wasn't there something you super butchered in the Dybbuk episode? Um, no. I don't think that it was the Dybbuk episode. I know that there was an episode where I very notoriously mispronounced the the, the word Connet about 47 times. Yes, yes, you did. That happened. Which is hilarious. Which is me. even more embarrassing <laughs> because that's not even cultural appropriation. I am Irish. Quite, and I still quite. ruined it. So... Which I guess that's a great example, Kimmy. So, like, even when it's stuff that technically, like, quote-unquote, belongs to us, like, even when it's technically in our lane, we're still going to fumble. Because we're human and we're flawed and we're, we're trying to have this conversation with you guys as if you're in the room and we've been friends for years and we're all half drunk. That's, yes. that's what this is. So and sometimes we are. Yeah, I'm drinking a White Claw right now. I know I'm gonna get lit I'm getting rowdy (laughs) so and and just and jumping off of the um you know the the whole sensitivity issue I had a realization very recently that uh a lot of the episodes were um where I discussed like a murder or victims or something they were like almost wall-to-wall white people I think the only exception, and you're welcome to correct me, but I'm fairly certain the only exception was episode one because some of the baseline rapist victims were of Latino or Hispanic or uh, black descent. So I think that was the only episode where I talked about crimes that were committed against people of color. Every other thing was about, you know, little white kids who got murdered and I mean, I didn't. Meanwhile, do that. I keep it diverse by talking about Dybbuk's and fucking skinwalkers. Exactly. So, so you know, hashtag woke. <laughs> so Kimmy's woke, and I'm asleep. <laughs> um, but but I didn't. I, as I was noticing it, it really it bothered me only because I was like, I didn't even do that on purpose. How did that happen? And I can't blame all of it on just the fact that you know they write more stories about white victims because that's the unfortunate state of the media in this country. Um, I can't blame it on that. If I had wanted to find stories that weren't super popular, I would have. So that's something that I want to try to be more aware of going forward, especially considering things that have happened recently um, to to people of color and to the black community in specific. I want to uh, I want to I want to be more aware of how the conversations that I'm having with you might be having a larger effect on a narrative that I assume our audience is too small to really impact, but maybe someday it won't be a small audience and it'll, then it'll seriously super matter that all the fuck I did was talk about white kids and I'm not going to be okay with that. What's that? Hashtag pipe dreams. (laughs) So that was a thing. Um, Kimmy already touched on the keeping it light thing. Just wanted to reiterate, we keep it light and we try to make you laugh because that's how we process, um, darkness and also we're kind of assholes also that um we've always tried our best to have respect for the survivors that we discuss even if we're trying to crack jokes jokes to keep it light Uh, i would be more than happy to hear any criticism built on the idea that we're not being respectful enough because if that's the case then i would definitely like the opportunity to walk it back and uh go forward more wokely so wokely there's not wokely <laughs> wokishly wokefully wokishly yeah i don't know so 
but yeah, but that just bleeds into sort of the thing I really wanted to to talk about. And Kimmy, this is the part where you get to weigh in vehemently. But I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, where we stand as people on human issues that have really been in the forefront over the last several months. Um, this is going to be heavy, so I'm going to smoke a cigarette. Okay, so I'm back at my desk, and I just realized something when I sat down. I'll murder you. <laughs> my microphone <laughs> was cocked off to the side. Uh-huh. So the first part of our discussion is going to be very quiet. Awesome. Well, welcome back to the show. <laughs> uh, if you were wondering what kind of quality standard we were going to be setting for the rest of the year this is it Uh, (laughs) it's been a minute you know it's just fortunate that i did most of the talking so we're just just going (laughs) well kimmy uh, i just uh yeah so i wanted to talk to myself completely about uh where we stand on some some big relevant relevant issues that have come out to the forefront recently and really we're in the should have been in the forefront the entire time but the um the events of may 2020 really set things ablaze as well they should have because it had already been going on for too long um but you know one spark to light a powder keg but i just wanted to make sure that everybody understands exactly where we stand so that there isn't any fucking confusion about who and who is not welcome here. So up, uh, up in here, up in this here podcast, up in this bitch, we do not condone sexism. We do not condone racism of any type, shape or form. We are all about, um, recognizing, acknowledging and checking our own, privilege whether it be specifically our white privilege or some other privilege that we have inherently obviously because we're imperfect people there are going to be times that we don't notice it right away and you're more than welcome to to clap back if you feel like that's going to help us grow but i think that for the most part we're pretty keenly aware of uh of where we stand in the grand scheme of things and if anything i think and i hope I speak for both of us, presumably, when I say that, uh, when I say that, uh, the privilege we do have, we choose to weaponize as radically as possible. Because if there are certain advantages that have been afforded to me simply by some sort of genetic or cultural or socioeconomic accident that I wasn't really responsible for, I just get it for free, then I want to use it to make sure that people who don't have that same privilege are benefiting from it somehow. Um, that's a creed that I try to live by. And I think that every year of my life, I get a little better at it. And that's something that we want to try to be aware of as we go forward. If that hasn't already been obvious from our previous episodes, because I don't think we really got political very at all. Not even, not even slightly. Yeah. I don't think we really, whenever we did news stories, it wasn't current events. It was just some whatever funny shit that you found on the interwebs. Correct. So it isn't as if we haven't think, been aware. I think the most um, like hot topic we got was uh, the episode in which, God, fucking what was it? I don't know the episode, but it was um, shortly after I had seen the article about the AIDS research stuff. Ah. Yes. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. That was... I was about to say that was a fun conversation. It wasn't a fun topic. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of was. It, it was a pretty fun topic because, I mean, you know. Oh, well, yeah, because they the were cure, the cure research. Yeah. Yeah. Which I assume wow. is probably on the back burner now. We also um, do not 
condone transphobia on Legit. this podcast. And the author who must not be named oh my God. is on our shit list, rest assured. Um, I don't and think that, that is hard. I'm just saying. Y- you know what? It wasn't for me. No. Um, because I stand pretty firmly by death of the author. Like if mm-hmm. you if you wanted us to if you wanted us to believe that it was integral to the story that you told, then you should have made sure that it appeared in the text. And if you choose to retcon things after the fact, then you had better be able to use things from the text to support your retcon. Mm-hmm. So I I've found it pretty easy to separate the author from the work. Um, I don't blame Harry Potter for J.K. Rowling. And I'm still grateful to J.K. Rowling for Harry Potter. But it's possible for me to be like, yeah, that thing you did was great. And I'm glad that I have it. I'm never going to buy anything from you ever again. But if it pops up in a secondhand store, then, you know, I'll go for it. If it's something that is a part of a body of of work that occurred before I realized you were a wild asshole. But also (laughs) you're a wild asshole and I need for you to fuck off. So that thing. Um we this bullet point it, this bullet point just says gender identity but i think that what i meant when i wrote that down was just that we are firm believers that gender is a a fluid spectrum yes and we're not here for anybody who wants to come kicking the door down trying to tell us that you know the genitals you're born with somehow get to dictate the person that you are dictate i don't <laughs> I don't I don't believe in that if you believe in that I, there's the door I mean we only have like a 12 person audience anyway we're not gonna miss you I mean I'm pretty <laughs> certain since like we're basically starting over I'm I'm pretty certain we're back to just Tammy and Kathy <laughs> that's fine that's, that's all, all fine. we got we also um I can't okay so you can't say the phrase we do not believe in cultural appropriation because cultural appropriation is a a neutral term used to describe a set of circumstances and it doesn't always mean that something malignant is happening it doesn't always mean that something benign or harmless is happening it's a a neutral term to describe a thing that happens but what we're not okay with is is actively assholish cultural appropriation like Legit. you're you're not gonna catch us on halloween you know dress like fucking what are they the stupid costume is always called like warrior princess but it's very obviously you're just you're just capitalizing on the aesthetic of an indigenous culture that you know we've just we've been brutalizing and abusing for hundreds of years like that's not we don't do that we're not about it you're not going to get any of that from us. If any sort of borderline accidental cultural appropriation does pop up in the dialogue or the discussion, like I said earlier, it's not deliberate. We're not we're not trying to be wild assholes. If we say something careless, then I should like to think that we would we would notice that we said it and either try to walk it back or apologize or just <laughs> delete it from the episode before you hear it and then look <laughs> at each other like, why did we say that? <laughs> but uh, there's never going to be any dirty deleting up in this house. So if we've already made mistakes, they're already out there. And I don't, I don't really believe in going back and removing it so that nobody knows that it happened. I think it's important to stand by your mistakes not because you're proud of them but because you want to be clear about the fact that you are aware of them and you're prepared to learn for and atone for them well not only that like you can't if you just erase your mistakes like that's not acknowledging that you fucking made a goddamn mistake that's just oops my bad exactly like you know disney plus can refuse to include song of the south all at once but we all know what happened (laughs) just just own up to it um so that's a thing also uh i have i have the word feminism written down here and i think that was mostly just me wanting to be like uh this is a feminist space 
if you have a problem with women leaving the house and taking off their aprons and you know making money and living their best hoe life this isn't the place for you yes yes because yeah big big that big hoe life or no life that's what i always say (laughs) you know like there are actually a lot of people out there that are very surprised when i tell them that i'm a feminist and i don't really know why because like I'm in a STEM field, and, like, STEM fields are notoriously bad for fucking women. Notoriously bad. Yeah. So, like, I don't I don't understand why they're like, oh, my God, Kimmy, really? Like, It's because stuff? they don't know what a feminist is. They don't... That's fair. Uh, people don't really understand what feminism is. I actually... And I should have said this when we were talking about J.K. Rowling, but... Um, People are calling her a TERF, which is the acronym for trans-exclusive radical feminist. And Mm. I don't believe in that word. And let me tell you why. Because the F doesn't belong on the end of that. Because if you are a trans-exclusive radical, you're not a feminist. You're an asshole. (laughs) So if anything, she's a Tara. I need you to know that that reminded me of a a Key and Peele episode. (laughs) I'll uh-huh. talk to you about it later. Okay. <laughs> it's but, it's insensitive, but it's funny as fuck. But uh well anyway, while we're on the while we're on the subject of all these things and before we move on, my last bullet point just says cancel culture and I know that that's something that we've almost brought up before but maybe didn't discuss it because we were afraid of becoming victims of it. Here's the thing. Sometimes when a person gets canceled, they need to be they need to be canceled. What I don't believe in is harassing and abusing people who have been canceled. Don't believe in it. I don't think it's okay. Come for me if you want to. Um, See, I think I, I think that, yes, I'm interrupting you. Um, I'm 100% certain we actually disagree on cancel culture because I don't, I don't think it should be a thing. No, I all. think that, I think that, um, okay, so I... I think it's important for people to be held accountable for the things that they choose to say in public because I think a lot of it gets said from a place of of like uh from like inferred immunity like mm-hmm. I think that sometimes especially famous people because that's who this happens to I think that famous people maybe just have this false assumption that they can say and do whatever they want because they are famous and because they already have such a strong active fan base, those people are never going to abandon them, right? Well, wrong. Um, I think that if you say and do legitimately terrible things, that you need to be held to account for them. What I Sure, don't... but there's a difference between being held accountable and having your life completely fucking upended because you fucked up or said something wrong. Well, we maybe, all fuck up. Maybe I'm thinking of cancel culture as a neutral term that describes a spectrum mm-hmm. of of uh situations maybe maybe i'm looking at it the same way that i look at the the phrase or rather the term cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. uh because i think that's and maybe i'm just sort of misunderstanding what the points of of the phrase cancel culture is that's super Mm -hmm. possible and i'll you know i don't know try to figure it out later but i just i guess what i'm all i'm trying to say is I, i do think it's important for people to be held accountable for the things that they do and say in error but I, I don't think that it's in any way okay to, like you said, set somebody's life on fire as a consequence for saying and doing something in the public eye that the rest of us get away with doing behind closed doors all the time. Legit. Like, there's some shit that I've edited out, edited out of our episodes that probably would make us susceptible to cancel culture. And it's just because, like, we misspeak or, like, maybe not understand what, where we're coming from. I mean, people people fuck up, people misspeak, and I feel like celebrities specifically are being held to a higher standard than the rest of fucking humanity. So cancel culture really fucking bothers me. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that you said being held to a higher standard because I think that there is a really um, misguided sort of dichotomy going on here where it's like, you know celebrities are just like us like they're people too we feel like they're our friends and our family and our neighbors but also you have to do everything right and you have to be perfect and you can't make mistakes you can't have it both ways you can't 
you can't look at at Lady Gaga and think think about her like she's one of your friends, but then also demonstrably, you know, try to tear her life apart for wearing a meat dress to an award show. Right. Like you can't you can't do both. You can't have both things. You need to choose a side of the fence because how often you know, you're, people are out here condemning Harvey Weinstein, which they should, but they're out here condemning him for the things that he has done, which again, fair. But then I've all the time on Facebook, people are talking about, um, you know, in the wider, larger music scene, these these guys that have done comparably terrible things, but their friends are sticking by them. And it's like, no, 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 no. Right. Because if if one person who does this thing should be sent to prison, then the other person who does this thing should be sent to prison. Yes. So, like, we're going to stand by, you know, Bobby Joe nobody, but we're condemning the the, the Weinstein thing to, to hellfire. Like, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like I said, Weinstein deserves everything that's coming to him. But so does Bobby Joe nobody who did arguably the same thing, but from a position of far less power. Right. So that's all that is. But that's 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 that. That's that's where we stand. That's who we are. That's what we're about. Um if I fumbled or confused you, I am sorry, but I hope that the point got across because I mean, if you if if you're opposed to any of the of the things that just happened, like if you're not on the same, I don't know, the the same side as us from like a human issue perspective, bye. Like See, I just... and I kind of I kind of disagree with that too because like it I feel I feel like it would be substantially more awesome if we had listeners that didn't agree with what we said because then at least we'd know that they were open to opinions other than their own and that's that's how shit changes okay well then let me amend my black and white closing statement by saying that uh, i mean if you're here to have if you're here to have a discussion about your disagreement then that's dope let's do that but if you're just here to fling hate speech out into you know a comment thread somewhere or you know if we don't get comments yeah like if like you know what i mean though like if you're just here to be a wild asshole then just just skip over us that's basically your fucking phrase of the episode it's my favorite thing it's my favorite thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like but like if you're if you're here to be like um I don't super agree and this is why that's dope. Let's discuss that. That sounds great. But or you know, you know if you're just here to be fucking entertained by two fucking funny ass bitches, that's cool too. All I guess that then I guess on that point then all I'm saying is if you disagree that severely with some of those the things that I just brought up then you you might not have a good time listening to us because those elements of our beliefs are going to come through in the discussion for sure so i guess that's what i meant by that or maybe i'm just on one and the white claws really getting to me (laughs) you're basically a wild and crazy guy (laughs) wild and crazy guys oh my god so kimmy i wanted to say uh i was listening to one of our most recent most recently launched episodes and we were talking about like uh we, you were talking about your you had to be there hooded sweatshirt and i was talking about my you had to be there just regular t-shirt and i was saying how like it's really roomy and i go to sleep in it and that's not true anymore Rip. not true anymore it's not roomy because i got fat i've lost about 60 pounds this year i know so like you you so, lost weight sorry and i it. i gained all of the quarantine weight and i'm a big tubby tubster and i'm super salty about it <laughs> i don't like i don't even know how like i lost the weight that i lost like i'm fucking baffled dude i i bought a bunch of leggings and oversized shirts to go to work in because i'm like no no you guys don't get to see my Pillsbury Doughboy situation. Like, I mean, that's pretty much my mo- wardrobe anyway. <laughs> just, like, I'm trying to, like, get back on the horse and start taking care of myself again and sort of bounce back. But I, I had this crazy idea in my head that I was going to go back to work and the pounds were just going to fly off. Rip. But that's 
hella not what happens. (laughs) So salty about that. Also, you mentioned you were going to get a scratch off map of the world and like scratch off a country every time we got a listener there. I've got a scratch off map. Oh my God. Perfect. I was hoping that you hadn't forgot that you said that. No, I bought it like the same night that we recorded that episode. Oh, well, dope. Yeah. Well, but speaking of our listening audience, uh, now we'd just like to take a moment to make a few announcements about how things are a little different and are going to be a little different going forward. Hopefully. Um, in our more in our last episodes that were launched, like maybe the last three or four, we talked about Patreon. We still have one. <laughs> Like, shut up, Kimmy. (laughs) Hey, give us money. But also, we're just going to not record anything for eight months. So (laughs) once we realized that uh, quarantine was not going the way we expected it to, we didn't get rid of Patreon. We just we suspended it. So it's in a hold a holding pattern right now. So if you heard us talk about Patreon before and now all of a sudden there's hella no talk of Patreon. That's why. Um (laughs) We're going to bring it back once we're in our stride and everything's fine. But for right now, um, you can just support us by making sure that you're subscribed and uh, giving us a good review and and uh, telling your friends about us. Yeah, man. Just listen to us. That's all we really want. I know, dude. Like, I just want to talk into the void and know that somebody besides Kimmy is listening. Yeah. Um, we are going to have some format slash schedule alterations we're going to try to release episodes more closely together than has been historical and i know that that's just such a like generalized (laughs) insane statement because it's like what is more close together than like two weeks here and three months here (laughs) and then eight months there yeah fuck you (laughs) so (laughs) but uh so the format the format thus far has been that, you know, we come in and then I tell a crime <coughs> story and Kimmy tells a paranormal spooky something story. And then, you know, that's all she wrote. But what we're playing with doing is um, giving more space to each other to tell stories at length and with with, uh, you know, more interesting detail without having to worry about whether or not we're leaving enough time on the other side for the second host. So. We're thinking we're going to go, it'll be one episode release that is entirely my side of the fence. The next episode will be entirely Kimmy's side of the fence. And we're toying around with the idea of having these in-between episodes where we have a more freeform discussion about something that might not necessarily fit into either bucket. Will so. definitely not fit into either bucket. Yes. If we're being honest. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what we're thinking we're going to we're going to do going forward and we're hoping that that's going to make it easier for us to to tell the stories that we're the most passionate about. I know that um if you've been paying attention, we had something going on called the the high roller episodes. We only did one and it was about um Ed and Lorraine Warren and the point Fuckers. of doing the high right. The point <laughs> of doing the high roller episodes was to do exactly what I just described was to give one of us the space to have a complete discussion about a topic that can't possibly be condensed to like 30 or 40 minutes on one side of an episode. So now we kind of don't need the advent of the high roller concept because I'll be able to do the entire space of an episode talking only about Jody Arias or only about Casey Anthony or only about Chris Watts, who I cannot wait to fucking just, just tear apart because, Oh my God. Um, and then Kimmy will have all of the space to talk about things like, like what was on your list? Like Amityville? Uh, yeah. Amityville. And and then the one that I had prepared to do somewhat recently was, uh, the bell witch. Ooh. Yeah, man. Dude, that, that whole story is so much more involved than I thought it was. Like, holy fuck. I'm very excited. Actually, I just, <laughs> I just, I just got the wiggles, the butt wiggles. I'm very nice. excited. So, um, but, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kimmy, but the merch still exists. The merch definitely still exists. The merch it's store is, is still alive. It still counts. 
<laughs> so um we had we had some discussions about merch while we were well i said we but while i was in quarantine and kimmy was still basically living a life um <laughs> so we had some discussions about new merch ideas and new merch things that we want to do so we have that to look forward to and kimmy's candle business is still a thriving yeah it's gotten so a little wanna, intense lately that's it's would, would you like to remind the listeners of where they can find the s and k candelaria uh, skcandelaria.com isn't it dot etsy.com uh, not anymore I purchased <gasps> a web space for it Kimmy that's big news why didn't you say that I don't know it's just, it's just something you know it's oh just thing. yeah yeah, uh, weird flex but okay <laughs> no I mean it's still it's still hosted by Etsy like uh, Etsy still basically owns our storefront we just have our own web space sort of uh-huh. shtick so it's skcandelaria.com yes ma'am that's s-k-c-a-n-d-e-l-a-r-i-a.com i was really hoping you would like fuck that up <laughs> oh no i was a spelling bee wizard <laughs> right <laughs> anywho yeah man so there's that um and just just to close this out we're just gonna we're just going to zip through the the trash fire that 2020 has been. I'm do we need to like they know. Well, They've been I there. Mean, okay, well then look. Then how about this? Let's do this differently. Why don't you give me um three things that have happened so far in 2020 that weirdly affected you? But don't necessarily aren't necessarily as like glaringly obvious as everything else. So like, I, what I mean and what I, what I mean is like, uh, your list wouldn't be like, well, there was a global pandemic. Like that wouldn't count. It would mm-hmm. just be like something else that happened in 2020 that for you personally was just as big a thing. In the positive or like the negative. Either way, just either way. I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot because you know. I'm generally a hermit, so, like, this whole quarantine thing didn't really affect me. Oh, my God. Like, seriously. So, like, okay, one of the guys at work, he's been bitching for fucking months. He's like, I just want to go to the bar and go to a baseball game, me. And, like, everybody's been whining about not being able to go out and fucking do things. Or, you know, when we were, um, when we weren't working for, like, a month or whatever, everybody's been whining. And I've just been sitting here like, man, this is fucking great. I'm all about this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have to leave my house. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, sorry for all the people that it's been really fucked up for. Like, that sucks. But also, I'm cool. This is fine. I'm fine with this. <laughs> <laughs> I have an, an enamel pin on my, my work badge of that dog in the fire. And he's like, this is fine. <laughs> I mean, chill. Big mood, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna say that my three um, were the the J.K. Rowling incident, which we've already discussed, um, and that was only big for me because like people keep asking me how I feel about it, and I'm like, oh, I mean, well, she's she's trash. Legit. Like, the end. Um, but <laughs> and then Robbie Coltrane jumping on board. Ugh. I choose not to. I choose not to. I can't. I just, I, that's, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. I, um, I did think it was fun that there was th- this, like, trend happened where people would say things like, uh, isn't it crazy how Daniel Radcliffe both starred in and wrote all of the Harry Potter books and movies at, like, age 10? Isn't that <laughs> wild? That's a thing. The audience, it was a big thing. It just came out of nowhere because, because like Emma Watson and Rupert Grint also came forward and said, we don't claim her. This was like a blindsided us just like it did you. And like, we're sorry about it. And we hope it hasn't tarnished any of your, your memories or whatever. But Daniel Radcliffe was the first one that came forward and made a formal statement where he was like, bruh, didn't see that coming. Mad Sorry. Yeah, and he I did that shit, that, like, fucking immediately. 
Yeah, he did. So then Twitter kind of picked it up and was like, oh, my God, Daniel Radcliffe is so talented. He wrote the books. He directed <laughs> all the movies. <laughs> He's truly a wizard. His fucking child prodigy and shit. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it was pretty dope. I was about it. Um, and then, uh, but there are two other things that happened in 2020, <laughs> both of which you are not going to support me in at all. Well, but I feel like they're important. Okay. So one day I was at work and um, I opened up BuzzFeed because I was on my break and I wanted to do a quiz. And at the top of BuzzFeed, it said, Taylor Swift's new album. Oh, my God. And I was like, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) (laughs) So I clicked on it, and it turns out that that very same night, um, she was going to drop a new album that she hadn't done any whispering about. She was working on it during quarantine, and she was like, oh, BT Dub's album, like whole ass real album, and is dropping at midnight. So I told my boss, so here's the thing. You guys don't know this about me yet, but I'm a hard, hard Swifty. And there's a new album dropping tonight, and I'm going to listen to the entire thing, possibly more than once. So I'm going to be tired when I come into work tomorrow. And they're like, oh, so what you're saying is that you just won't be here. Like, you're going to call in. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to show up. It's fine. So I go home, waiting for the album's drop. And then my roommate is, or well, Richie. He doesn't care if I say his name. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Richie is like, oh, we got to we got to do this up. We got to do a whole thing. So then we turned off all the lights. We got out the wine. We lit a ton of candles and we sat in Where'd the dark. Where'd you get them candles from, Cheyenne? <laughs> <laughs> we actually, I used my, because I have the sample set still from you, from the SNK Candelaria. Mm. And I had some left over and I was melting some of those in one of my wax warmers. So that was happening. But okay. we had other candles were just lit. And, um, <laughs> dude, I gotta tell you, every time I go to somebody's house, like, my eyes are automatically drawn to, like, random candles they have. I'm like, where the fuck did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> like, the last time I went to Tennessee and, like, went to visit my brother and shit for some reason, I don't even know why I still do that. Fucking, he had, like, five different candles of, like, five different brands, none of which were mine. And I was like, Jared, what even the fuck is this shit? <laughs> table flip <laughs> why did why did i even come here <laughs> uh he's a dick <laughs> well so so we got the mood established and um and then nine o'clock hit which is what time midnight was gonna be for us <laughs> and we listened to the entire album all the way through and first of all it's great it's a great album folklore great album um, definite departure from things that Taylor Swift has done in the past, which is just the thing she does now. Like every new album, we're like, oh my God, who's this new exciting Taylor? So, but I have been waiting half of my life because Taylor and I are essentially the same age. She was 89, I was 87. And I've known about Taylor Swift since she dropped her very first single back in the Dizay. And so I have been waiting half of my life for two very important things to happen. Juan, I really wanted to hear Taylor Swift say a curse word because she had never done it before. At least not where anybody could catch her doing it. And two, I really wanted her to admit that she was at least like a little bit low-key gay. Because <laughs> I'm I'm not low-key in love with Taylor Swift. Like I would do terrible things for Taylor. So I needed both of those things to happen. And both of those things, one of them definitely, and one of them maybe a little bit, like, you know, fuck, like open to discussion-ly, both things happened on the Folklore album. In the very first line of the very first song, she said the word shit, and I about lost my mind. And then in one song, she says the word fuck no less than four times. And I almost died. I am judging you so hard right now. Like, it's going to get worse. It's going to get I can't, worse. I don't know that I can really, like, contain my current disdain for your existence. No, dude. Okay. So 
And the song that I'm talking about where she low-key sounds like she's a little bit gay is the song Betty. It's, it has since been, like, debunked as, like, she's singing from the perspective of a boy, but I reject that assertion. I think that it's a love ballad between girl and girl, and that's how I choose to interpret it. But, uh, so, so we listened to the whole album. We stayed up way too late, went to bed, and then the very next morning, uh, Zero ended up having to go to the emergency room, so I called out of work. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> I know. And then I'm just imagining my boss at work like, this Taylor Swift loving bitch. <laughs> she, she's probably at home right now drinking, eating, and listening to Taylor. And she would not have been wrong because we didn't end up getting to go to the ER to be with Zero because he wasn't allowed to have um, any any company in the waiting room with him or inside or whatever. Right. Because of the pandemic regulations, which I was like, okay, I wish I had known that before I called out of work. But instead, my friend Karen came over and just hung out with me for the day. Also called out of work. (laughs) (laughs) And then we ate really expensive breakfast, uh, drank, and listened to Taylor Swift's new album again. I hate you. (laughs) Well, you know what? You know what happened to my life this week? Mm Mm-hmm. I bought googly eyes and started putting them in strategic locations around the house oh, to see how long I it saw takes you. Sam to fucking realize them there. I saw you posting about that. Yeah, man. I'm really fucking excited about these googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. So those were the three big things that I noticed in 2020 that I, I guess maybe were just like me trying to take a detour from everything else that was happening what with the uh he who must not be named in the white house and uh the murder of george floyd and the murder of brianna taylor and uh the murder of daniel shaver who doesn't always get brought up because the you know the the big the big line right now is black lives matter and they do and i stand firmly behind the black lives matter movement and i i I can't I will not be moved but uh Daniel Shaver is not um is not a black man or rather was not a black man but he was murdered by police and I won't get into it because it upsets me to talk about it but if you know who Daniel Shaver is and you're aware with the consequence or rather the circumstances of his death then you'll understand what I mean when I say that I still have nightmares about that um so I mean I think that me just just noticing a little too passionately these things like you know harry potter and the new taylor swift album and twilight i think those were just the detours that i chose to take from the immense weight of the dumpster fire that this year has been and meanwhile i got googly eyes if i get (laughs) the little things so i guess i don't know i'm just I guess I'm just saying that if I pop off on a tangent about things that you're thinking super don't matter, that's that's probably a deep part of where it's coming from. Is like, this is my escapism. This is how I am surviving. Yes. Yes, good. Mm-hmm. So we're alive. This is that proof of life. Um, we're here. We didn't die. In theory. Yet. I mean, maybe. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're coming roaring back. We're going to do our damnedest. We hope that um, everything that we've discussed today and everything we've touched on and everything that we've talked about came across clearly and there haven't been any misinterpretations. And if they if there have, I mean, we'll address them because that's how we roll. We If we say something stupid, we walk it back and try to fix it and try to learn from it. And I think that that's maybe the most important takeaway from this proof of life Legit. effort that we've done. And... Uh, we're excited about getting back to work and we hope that some of you that are listening right now are people that have listened before not that we're not grateful for new listeners like welcome to the shit show we're really excited to see you but we hope that some of you have come back from before and that you we're didn't talking about you lose Kathy and Demi. we love you guys <laughs> that's right mm-hmm. and my friend shanna and my friend becca and oh god who else has been harassing me about uh oh my friend uh bladybug was asking me when we were going to make more episodes and just I mean, i'm sure there are more people and then I, like i said earlier when we were off mic um i have co-workers that have even asked about it so 
<sighs> now they're just they're just gonna know things about me now and it's not that I'm not okay with it it's just that like it's such a concentrated dose of knowing things about me when at work like I'm mostly just in my office in the back doing my stuff and then I come out at random for maybe an hour at a time and I'm like haha jokes <laughs> awkward things and now it's just gonna be like 45 minutes at a time of like is that what she's been like this whole time and she just I mean, never I told I feel us? like they probably would have already listened to our past episodes if they knew if they I, were interested so I mean I, I haven't told anybody how to find it because I was like we oh. haven't done anything recently and I'm ashamed <laughs> So now I have to tell people, like, now I have to go to work with maybe, like, maybe, like, a little QR code or something that will take them to this particular episode, which is what I want to do. I want to get QR codes made that will bring them to this episode. I know um, how to do that. Huh? I know how to do that. Dope. Because I don't. Um, <laughs> and then, like, how I used to put QR it. codes on my resumes. Like, yeah, look how awesome I am. I got fucking QR codes. Ooh. Hire me. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool actually <laughs> so you know what my friend karen uh she does like the what's it called is it cross stitch when you have like the little plastic thing that you put the yarn through um is that what sometimes. cross stitch is whatever she has <laughs> she does those but qr codes for songs on spotify oh, that's pretty cool yeah so she gave me one that when you scan it it goes to toto's africa <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's pretty dope. All right, well that's um that's been the thing. Yep. And we're still uh, here, sort of. Yeah. I welcome back. We missed you. <laughs> and stuff. I hope the feeling is mutual and um we'll see you soon. Maybe. It and depends on what other sort of fuck up twenty twenty uh, has for us. God damn it. An <laughs> asteroid's gonna hit my fucking house. That'll be the end of the episode. I'll I'll be about to say and cut, and you'll just hear the and, and then like. <laughs> It'll be amazing. Son of I a will. bitch! Just just audacity just keeps recording just until right. Richie comes home and he's like, "Oh, Cheyenne's dead, and the house is gone. Weird." Oops. <laughs> all right, all right. Anything else, Kimmy? No, I'm well, good. Well, then, in that case, cut. Nailed it. You Had to Be There is researched, written, and hosted by these two bitches, Cheyenne and Kimmy. You can find our sources in the episode description and copies of visual materials and audio clips on our social media platforms. If you want to support the show, the easiest way to do so is by leaving us a five-star review wherever you find this podcast. Make sure to follow or subscribe so you'll never miss a new episode. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash you had to be there pod, on Instagram at you had to be there pod, and on YouTube by searching for you had to be there podcast. If there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, or if you have your own odd, frightening, or fun stories to tell, you can email us at you had to be there pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget when life gives you the creeps, don't panic. Aim for the dick if they've got one. Lock the door and burn some sage about it. <laughs>